Matt, welcome to the podcast today. Um, Getting started earlier today. Uh, we have a guest coming up. Hopefully we can connect. If he's not here, then, well, it didn't happen when it's scheduled to at 3.30 because it's 1.45 in Podcastville right now. It's Eric Chase. No, Alex, today, you know, we usually do our community guests. And uh, this is a fella from Monroe who was... Who disappointed me, but I understood because we had a lot of COVID circumstances to fight through and we couldn't do that last September. Um, we will have on Gary Pellett, creator, orchestrator, nerd of Monroe. I think it's, I think we have to call it Monroe Pop Fest now because he got a cease and desist from calling it Monroe Comic Con. But Gary is a great dude and uh, it's great to have that growing event back this year. We'll have Gary on, like I said, assuming he remembers 3.30. I, one of the questions I'm going to ask him is, how the fuck do you put that thing on and still have a full-time job? I think Gary works in Chrysler. So Gary's great to have on. Fellow nerd. Great uh, great community dude in the Monroe area. Great family. I'm really just having him on because Don is great. Anyway, some other things to get to. If you don't notice... I sound much better and more coherent and focused than yesterday. Um, I had a hard time Monday getting the words from my brain out of my mouth. And yesterday, 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 yesterday. Um, and Amanda still thinks that I was like a little hypomanic Friday and Saturday. And I won't, and, and the last couple of days was me crashing from that. I don't want to be too argumentative about it. I just left it. And we weren't getting into an argument over it, over it, but I was more like, I I'm so low. I've been so low energy and lethargic for so long. Having a normal level of energy might have had me ma- mimicking hypo or hypomania or anything else or full on mania. I did not make any bad decisions. He asked me if I was talking fast or switching topics real fast. I'm like, I do that anyway. Were you? Uh, were you good on a couple hours of sleep? Absolutely not. I love sleeping. Did I make any risky decisions, sexual or financial? Sexual, no. Financial, I would have made all the Transformers purchases that I did, um, even if I wasn't, because they were good buys. Um, doing the shelving project over the weekend, I had the energy to do it. And really, the pile of toys on the floor was kind of embarrassing. Like, I had to keep yelling at the dogs when they were in the room because there's shit all over the floor. Now there isn't. But um, she thought, like, even if it wasn't mania, like, you're coming down from something. And maybe it was just the medication adjustment and me settling into wherever I'll be. But I feel so much better today. But I'll give you an analogy for what I felt like yesterday. Like I said, on Monday, I couldn't transmit the words from my brain out of my mouth as well as I would like. But yesterday, so you know how you're at the gym and um, if you're working out with a partner or a trainer where the, where you know there's you're, you're doing your reps and you got to get 10 and you're at seven and you're like, there's no, like me, like I'm going to get eight. I'm going to nail eight and you're good with eight. And then your trainer's like, screw you. I want nine and 10. And that 10th one is just taking everything you have. And that's where, that's where the breaking down of the muscle happens. So you can build it back stronger. That's what I felt. Trying to use my CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, coping techniques, 
to keep it together yesterday. And I, I do mean what I said. I do. I didn't mean what I said yesterday. Like I wasn't going to lose my mind. I wasn't about to go crazy or maniacal or curl up into a ball of depression, but I could tell the medication was changing my brain. So I had to go use those coping skills. Like there's something with my mouth and I used to have massive dental anxiety. Like my dental issues for not going to the dentist for a long time. I was anxious to go, and then I started going, and I was like, yeah, I'm scared. Um, massive anxiety. So now that that's an issue, I've had to use those coping skills to go, dude, you're not afraid of the dentist anymore. It's not a big deal. Um, whatever's going on, is it pain? Is it painful? No. Is it annoying? Yeah, it's annoying. But you know what? You got an appointment set up. You've done everything you needed to do to get this resolved. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? My, uh, so remember I've told you before that long story short, the anxiety that was undiagnosed in me was burning up my ligaments, tendons, and soft tissue. So, um, I think from, I did over 10,000 steps every day, like for seven days straight. I've never done that before. And I think because, um, one of the socks I have is very, uh, one pair, I have two kinds of no-show socks. One is a normal sock, another one is very thin. And I think from doing too much walking in that, I just kind of twisted something in my foot. So um, I've been trying to not do 10,000 steps the last couple of days, but I had some PTSD because like in 2008, when I would, when something would feel a little painful, like a strain or a pull, I'd be like, shit, that's a month. I'm not going to be able to do anything. But it's already feel it. And I had to remind myself yesterday, you're not like that anymore. Um, the anxiety has been assuaged and today it's, it's feeling better and I'm also impatient, which plays into that. So again, I feel great today. So it's great to have you here. A couple of things. Let's do, um, let's do a mental health thing real quickly and then, I'm, and then I'll dive into something I'm very excited besides, uh, Monroe Pop Fest from being back. Um, a lot of memes are fantastic and are truly able to give people a snapshot of information that hopefully leads them down a rabbit hole of more information so they know the full story and all the context. Some memes are very wrong. Um, let me give you the wrong one first. There's a girl, she's 24, cute, sitting in yoga pants, typical ancient Gen Zer, young millennial. Uh, and this is on my Facebook page. My depression and anxiety can make me a shitty friend, but I'm not sorry. I agree with the first part. Like I have truly apologized to friends and um, past potential relationships. Um, my friend Christine, who you might have heard me mention, some other people I used to work with back in the day, uh, my great promotions director back in Allentown and friend Mandy. Um, I, I do think back and go, if I was not such a wreck and I, people wouldn't have known what I was dealing with and trying to manage through at the time, very un, unsuccessfully as far as counseling therapy and medications were concerned, but functioning every day for the most part successfully. But I only imagine what I would have been able to take advantage of with those people, um, had I been better off. So I am sorry uh, I am sorry that I could not be better in those relationships. And I know that it's not all under my control. I, we are always at the mercy of our brains. You don't believe me? I'll use the example again. 
Your brain tells you who and what you're attracted to. You don't get to decide whether you like men or women or trees. Your brain tells you that. Um, so we're at the mercy of our brains. And this is this is why those people like Christine and Mandy and Eagle Jeff um, are all some of my dearest friends, even though I haven't seen them in years. Um, because when I would say, guys, I'm, I'm sorry for not being better back then, they would say, you don't have to apologize. Like we get it. We're your friends. We now we really know um, they have the context and perspective of what I've been battling. So they can intuitively years ago, they intuitively know Eric's fighting something, but we're going to support him because this is how friendships work. So I disagree with this. Me, my depression and anxiety can make me a shitty friend. Uh, that's true. It, it really can. But I'm not sorry. Again, I, I really am sorry. And I do look back on many relationships in many places with hindsight being 2015, thinking, what if how I am now, I could have been back then? I wouldn't be here now. I could be married. I could be in Wyoming. But I'm pretty content with where I, I'm very content and almost happy where I am now. And I hate to put things in the path of destiny or anything like that, or you're meant to be where you're meant to be. But um, I'm here and I'm very happy about that. And I have my closest friends now, Alex and Bethany, uh, Floyd and Ashley and Amanda and Josh, our engineer here. Um, When I go sideways, like they know, but I will still apologize because I know that I upset um, them in some ways because I can't fulfill my relationships or at least like, uh, guys, I don't want to go to the... Mo- what was this? Shit. Oh, it was Mortal Kombat. I bought tickets for... It was me and Josh and somebody else, I think, to go see Mortal Kombat instead of watching it at home. And I was like, yeah, I can't go. Look, like me, I want to go, but just something that I have to manage wasn't letting me go. And I feel sorry about that. And my friends understand it. That's why they're my closest friends. Mental health thing. Um, I just got word today. I sound like Jordan Strack saying, I just got word. My friend of me. Um, the American Foundation, excuse me, American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, AFSP. Every year, I was using my fingers. I almost needed more. I almost do need more fingers. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. My eighth year being so fortunate to host the AFSP Out of the Darkness Walk to fight suicide, suicide prevention, and to raise awareness about suicide and suicidal ideations and everything that comes with it. It can be pretty somber, um, but people now get my sense of humor and there is support knowing that you look around at that walk and know that a lot of people there, if not all of them, they look side to side and that person has lost someone to suicide. And I, I kind of joke and say, I don't want this walk to happen anymore because we've defeated suicide. But there will always be suicide and we will always have this walk to support those who have lost loved ones. And of course, give out as many resources as we can because if you have experienced a suicide, you are more likely to have some kind of mental ailment that could lead you to that. Um, and we're going to be in person on October 2nd. I hope you can make it out to Promenade Park. And with everything, like I keep seeing um, uh, movie stuff, mostly like Disney and Marvel, because those are all the movies, saying, you know, this will be in theaters. Um, but somebody picked up one 
advertisement that said only in theaters as opposed to in theaters. But we're still with COVID as we battle Delta, Delta variant, Delta plus as kids go back in school. Like we should know by now, as we've kind of dealt with over the last year, um, we're going to do it this way until we can't. So October 2nd, we'd love to see you for the Out of the Darkness Walk. What other shit do I have to get to? Great news, Frederick Douglass Center is getting $2.5 million in renovations. It is a great part of our community. Um, I got to interview one of their directors, I believe, or coordinators last year, Reggie. I, I forget Reggie's last name, but I know how important they are. I believe it's called The Doug. So great to see that that money is um, being allocated by the city council. Uh, that meme was wrong. This meme is right. It's hard for me to argue it. And it says something to the effect, it's, I'm paraphrasing, um, beards are just makeup for men. Makeup for women changes your appearance. And there are many women where it's like, oh, oh, you don't look like that at all underneath. The, oh, no, you're like two different people. Same thing with beards. Uh, Travis Kelsey, probably the best tight end in the NFL. The position Tim Tebow failed at playing. Um, he shaved his beard, which is synonymous with his face and good looks. And I know that if there are any women listening to this podcast right now, and there has to be, um, if you're a beard person, you have probably seen a guy shave and go, oh no, we, we you had the same feeling as when the guy goes, oh, oh wow. She looks really, really different attractive, without her makeup on. Same thing with a guy. It's like, oh, oh, you were you were much more. You're not not attractive at all without that beard. So it's pretty hard to argue that because we are altering our appearances. And as I've gotten older, you'll learn this too when you get to be my age or you're aging. And I consider myself fortunate to have aged as gracefully as I have, um, and to have like good skin. But um. I like growing my facial hair out all the time because it just makes my face look younger. But it's just the way I, I, I see myself. And thankfully, I don't have a lot of gray hairs. And I don't think I'll ever dye them. So, beards and makeup. Beards and makeup. They make us look differently. Um, another heads up you need to know. Um, what did I see? A lot. Every now and then, I, I think I tweeted this. Whenever we get some under-the-hood data... Um, not that things are big stories, but when it's under the hood and it's not big and flashy and neon lights, it's usually like we can find out a lot how COVID is going and people's reaction to it with movies, whether people were going or not. Like last year when everybody, everybody put on the brakes when Tenet came out in August and we saw that people were not ready to go back yet. Um, what are some other things? I don't have anything else off the top of my head, but I did see recently that I don't even think it was Democrats, but I think it was all people. Like a majority of people voted early in the presidential election last year. A majority of people, and I'm sorry I don't have the number in front of me right now because I was going another way with voting here. But that wasn't a big story because there were lots of other large, louder stories, um, more bombastic, flashier, that made for more talking points. But that's a pretty good idea that through all this COVID stuff, I think the majority of people are doing the right thing and being cautious and following and abiding by suggested protocols. And I get it. The CDC and the government, local and national and whoever else um, 
we want them to have all the answers, but they don't. And some of the messaging can be really off. But I think for the most part, people are cobbling together enough and they're being at least cautious. And that plays out in the fact that I just told you, most people voted early last year. When I mailed in my vote and, and that was voting early as well. So they voted early. That means they, they didn't want to be in crowds on election day. So people were being cautious. And that's the biggest problem with this whole fucking COVID thing. It's a pretty tiny minority. It's like, it's like Twitter. A very tiny but really loud minority has gotten way too much sway over things. Like you've seen things. Companies and places have changed their decisions or had to apologize. Some very right. Some questionably, uh, because people got super loud on Twitter. And really, you would talk about a majority. The majority of people are not on Twitter, but those loud people have so much sway. And that's COVID. Like, there's a small minority of people that are letting this virus mutate and mutate and mutate. And I asked an in the know friend yesterday, I said, I need this question answered because I haven't written, I haven't read this anywhere. I know, I've seen the CDC leak that said viral loads of COVID can be the same in vaccinated and unvaccinated people. I get that. So that means as a vaccinated person, I can spread the illness, which I don't want to do. So I'm back wearing a mask everywhere I I go that isn't, well, it's everywhere now because we're masking at work again. But I asked him, Will this is COVID mutating in vaccinated people as it obviously is in unvaccinated people? And he said, generally speaking, that's not the case. That's why you know the virus can live longer and mutate in unvaccinated people. Um, I trust my friend because he is in the know with all of this stuff. He told me that we were getting two shots of for COVID um, before that stuff hit the news. So that's why it is just literally like the small handful of people who are refusing, unwilling, not the people who are unable, the people who are un, un, unwilling um, and refusing to get vaccinated. They're like, here you go. My name's Bob. Come on over here, COVID. Go ahead. You can use my body. Mutate. And it's funny, the people that are complaining the loudest about the restrictions and protocols that we keep after following are the ones that are enabling the virus to stick around forever. By the way, early voting is now happening for here in Toledo, the September 14th primary, with lots of people running. One person who ran a couple of years ago is Sam Meldon. He is now like a senior council member. Uh, Sam's a good dude. I met him through some things four years ago, and then he and I would always run into each other having coffee, usually at Maddie and Bella. But then like a half an hour later, I would see him somewhere else. I would be like, are there four? Have you cloned yourself? I, I believe Sam's done a pretty good job on council. He is not up for re-election, but uh, um, sometime in the last year, I gave him the nickname, um, Slow Down Sammy Meldon, because he lives in Old Orchard. He is, uh, I think, District 6 um, city council person who took over for Tom Minuski. So he lives in a neighborhood, a lot of kids, and he's sick of people racing around or driving faster than the speed limit or unsafe speeds in neighborhoods where kids can get mowed down. So over the next couple of days, the school is back. Um, Chief Crawl is going to have TPD out looking for people driving fast and recklessly in neighborhoods around schools, and you are going to get rightly ticketed. So Sam has other ideas and initiatives to slow people down in neighborhoods, which is absolutely right. Maybe you've seen these signs. I see one on Glendale going eastbound from... What the hell is that road? 
East Gate. I think I got it. Where Monette's is, that road, going east, like towards Walmart on Glendale. Somebody's got some slow down signs up on Glendale. They're all over Old Orchard. Um, and I asked a friend of mine, I said, while this is an important initiative at any time, and I get it, kids are clumped up at two specific times now that they're going back to school early in the morning. And then when school lets out, shouldn't this have been a thing like all like in the summertime where you don't know when kids are going to be racing across streets and not looking because they're out for the summer? She said, yeah, she lives near a school and like it's kind of empty during the summer. But um, anytime we can get people to slow down is important. See, I told you, much better monologue today. Um, my brain is at, is much less scrambled than it was yesterday. Even though I don't like my eggs like this, um, the brain is sunny side up today. But please let me welcome in, and I hope to God he's ready to do this interview at 3.30. Please let me welcome in a, a guy who I think is a, I call him a friend, even though we don't hang out much. We're good internet friends, and he's got a great event. Gary Pellett from Monroe Nerdfest. One, two... Three, four, five, six. <laughs> Dawn said you couldn't count, so I was just... No, I'm kidding. Um, she tells everybody that. I know, I know. I'm. You're only really on so we can talk about how amazing Dawn is. <laughs> we have a whole hour, or what, what do we have? <laughs> um, no, but uh, it's good to hear your voice. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, I want to get one thing out before anything else because I have a list of questions um have you permanently banned Kyle from from coming at all to pop fast well there's a picture of him hanging up for the security to see in case he does try to show up so kind of but I didn't tell him because okay. I wanted to, I want to be a spectacle okay uh, absolutely because he will cause a scene and we will haul his ass out of there <laughs> yes, yes we will he has left the comic book scene he's out doing whatever he's doing on the internet and graphic design and get out of here make room for another vendor right um so it, let's start there uh our, it, it, so we missed last year which we were all disappointed about um but i'm guessing things are bigger than they were in 2019 because you keep growing yeah, yeah, it's going to be bigger. The outside is going to be bigger. I think the guest list is bigger. Uh, we have just a tremendous amount of guests coming in, and I wanted to do something big for, you know, coming back because we missed the whole year. So we really wanted to kind of go big. We're going to save this for the 10-year anniversary, but yeah, nine years is good too. Is, is that what it is? It's been nine years. I think the first year I went, it was in the some sports arena thing. What When was that? Gosh, uh, that might have been two, 2014 maybe. We had the Mineral sports complex and then 2015 was the multi-sports complex so we, we moved around the first few years but the last six we've had a home so has it been six at this place wow I, <laughs> yeah i've been going and it's been your event the whole time right right yep okay yeah i've i've been to a bunch of them um so do you have how many vendors are we looking at this year over 125 and in, how, inside and out Inside, oh, wow, because it hasn't really been outside before, just the food trucks, right? Yeah, we had food trucks, and we had a couple, like, uh, prop vendors and stuff. But this year, we actually have comic book vendors and some cosplay vendors and some other stuff outside. Have you gotten anybody that was hesitant, or did everybody just jump at the chance to do a show again? I, I, actually, we, we pretty much were sold out from 2019, 2020. So, I mean, we, we added a few spaces outside, and uh, that was about it. Yeah, we haven't heard any... any uh, Anybody too concerned right now? I know everybody's concerned, but I haven't had anything anybody express anything yet. Yeah, are you guys? I hate to even bring this up, but are you guys on your toes in case we got to go shut it down? 
well fingers crossed we don't have to shut it down <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean we're gonna we're gonna do the masks you know we're gonna do the cdc recommends masks for vaccinated and unvaccinated people so we're gonna make sure we definitely uh, suggest that and then there's some guests that are probably gonna probably require it you know i've asked them to make sure they let us know ahead of time so we can we can post and people will know ahead of time whether or not they have to have a mask but i even if you don't wear one i suggest you bring one right sounds good um so you were hoping for something big for the 10th year but here we are it, it, it would big be having doug jones like is this yeah. the greatest guest you've ever had yeah i mean this is basically one of the one of the people we wanted from the beginning uh just you know for we'd work our way up to it. I mean, our first show in 2013, there was, I think, 28 vendors, and you know, we had you know great local guests like Rob Miller and Bronco McCart and stuff, and it was it was fun. We had Tana Caldwell, but we really wanted to keep growing and growing until, you know, we had some we had the capability of bringing in somebody like Doug Jones. Can you tell people who don't know why they know Doug Jones, even though they might not know <laughs> Doug Jones? Well, I, I, I read a great article on him just a couple of years ago about he's the greatest actor you've never seen. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was Abe Sapien in both Hellboy movies. He's uh, Lieutenant Saru in the Star Trek Discovery right now. Uh, Billy Butcherson in Hocus Pocus, uh, the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, and just so many more great characters. Uh, hundreds of them, to be exact. And it's just, uh, but you don't see his face. Right. I think the only time you see his face is in Legion with Ice Cream Man. When he's actual a character and he kind of turns into that scary ice cream guy, if you've ever seen that one. So you're the one that watched Legion. <laughs> me and my wife, yep. It was too weird for even me. Like, I tried, and I was like, this this makes me feel like I need to be on acid or something. <laughs> I think but, whoever wrote it or produced it definitely was. And I get that because that fits with the character of Legion, who has a completely right. broken brain. But yep. uh, I, you, you, you skipped over the one that I got um, in the know about Doug Jones about... Uh, Shit! What was the the Oscar movie from a couple years? I forget the name. He oh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. He yep. was the fish guy. He was the, I guess, the water creature. I know. I forgot what they called him in that. Yeah, he was. I called him the fish guy. And so you did, did you see that movie? I did not. But don't tell him that. Uh, I won't. You can ask him about the sex scenes and how how real they were because it was kind of. Not discomforting, but I could see how if you were in the theater not expecting that. It was a very, very odd movie, but he's a great actor with all the makeup and everything. Well, now I've got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, sex, I, sex with a fish? Yes. Fish boy? Yeah, and, let's, let's, let's and check that out. And it's weird, and it takes place in, I think, like the 50s or 60s. So the whole like alien paranoia is there. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a good movie. It was worthy of winning the awards that it did. I, I think people understand, like him too for Pan's Labyrinth. He was two characters in Pan's Labyrinth, and I think that's a that's a big thing for him too. I'm I'm excited because uh, I I I think you don't watch Discovery. You're not a big Star Trek, right? No, I'm not a big Star Trek. Um, I think Discovery finally hit its uh, its peak this last season, and I think it's mostly because they really had Jonathan Frakes, Commander oh, yeah. Parker. Um, overseeing a lot of things and then weaving the universe together as the Picard show got going. Like, it really felt like Star Trek and his character is is great. So what kind of feedback have you gotten or interest from just out, even from far away that he's going to be at the show? It's it's kind of like a mini Star Trek convention because of him. Yeah, I mean, I've actually had people from different uh, Texas, I think Florida and uh, other places around the country bought tickets just to see him. Awesome. So, who, are, who are some of the other guests that uh, people should be interested about? 
Oh, we're bringing back James O'Barr. We just love James. And uh, he's got a place with us any year he wants to come. So uh, he's the creator of The Crow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, Darren McCarty from The Red Wings. Uh, Tim Jacobus, the illustrator for Goosebumps. Uh, the cast of the Power Ranger Beast Morphers. Basically, all four Power Rangers. Uh, more Power Rangers like Brennan Maya from, uh, I think it was Dino Charge. And then uh, Ninja Steel. And Jason Moore, Avril Jones, Jim Beard, Dirk Manning, Dan Mendoza, Oscar Rodriguez III, Rob Miller, Eugene Clark, Vince Locke, uh, IWR wrestlers. There's a lot of great, a lot of great people coming. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. I was disappointed. I was hoping. So last year, everything unfolded in, in March. Yeah. And that's usually when the Toledo, what is it? It's a Fantasticon. It's that, yeah. that corporate thing. But it's good enough. Um got shut down and then it's like well are we gonna be doing this in september is gary gonna get the show in or not and sure enough so yeah we had the virtual one but it wasn't the same right um have you been to anything lately i have not we're, we're gonna be at astronomicon this weekend but that's i really haven't had a chance to be out when uh, i've been to the fair we did the fair and that was a hundred and some thousand people the monroe county fair yeah yeah we were there all week for that well, are you? Uh, how would you su- suggest people go about getting tickets? Because I'm guessing, with you know it being essentially the 10th anniversary um, and things being bigger than ever, what's the best way to go about getting tickets and to, you know, not wait in line but be as safe as possible? Are you suggesting um, pre-buying tickets, pre-sale? Oh yeah, I suggest probably pre-sale. We're actually we're doing a discounted tickets right now. Uh, Friday night, it's a preview night. It's the first time we've ever done two days. Uh, that's going to be from five o'clock till nine, and basically some of the guests will be there. Uh, a lot of the uh, vendors will be there, and uh, those tickets are six dollars in advance right now. So that's a good way to do it. Go online to www.monroepopfest/backslash tickets, or at uh, our house games here in Monroe, Michigan. They we they both have uh, advanced tickets, and then Saturday. Advanced ticket is ten dollars, and that's our big show. That's when everybody will be there. That's when Doug Jones and all the guests and artists and vendors will be there, and then plus the outside vendors will be there. And that's ten dollars now, fifteen at the door, and then we have a two-day VIP uh, this year. So that's uh, twenty dollars now, twenty-five at the door. So I suggest you get them now, get them in advance, stop waiting in line. Um, let me ask you this: I want I need to go like inside baseball here a little bit. I've always wanted to know. So when shows pop up, like I'm always bugging my friends that that I that want to go with me. I'm like, we're gonna go as soon as they open up doors because I want the good stuff. I want to get things before other people do. How do the vendors work? Like, is 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 it good to go early to grab certain items, collectibles, comics, or are they maybe holding back on some things for the duration of the of the show? In your case, like two days now. I don't think they're going to hold back. I think they want to sell as quick as possible, make their money back, you know, have a good show. So I suggest, especially if you're going for certain comic books or certain toys, I mean, Friday night would be a great night to go. I mean, make sure your vendor that you want is going to be there. But, yeah, Friday night's a great night to go. It'll be less traffic. You'll be the first one to see their stuff. And then, of course, Saturday morning right at the door, I mean, get there early and, you know, shop shop away. I think I'm going to have to take off or get out of here early the Friday night of the show because I want my stuff. Yeah, you want to hear about Transformers, right? I want my Transformers. When you go to shows, what do you look for? Uh, me? It depends. Comic books, uh, for the most part. Just stuff I can actually get, get autographed by our guests that we have. Um, if you had... I think I asked you this a couple of years ago, and I forget. But if you had no budget and you knew they would say yes, who would you want at the show? And forget about the fact that, like... You'd have a fire marshal there, and it like it's just the dream guest, the ideal guest you'd love to have. Man, that's a that's a tough one because there's so many great ones, and probably not people you would 
you know you would expect. I, I love Michael Rooker. I just oh, think he'd be great. I think he'd be great. And I've met him a few times, and he's such a nice guy. I mean, that's just somebody is so awesome. And and guys like uh, I mean, Jason Momoa would be cool. Uh, guys like uh, Nathan Fillion. Uh, Oh, people like that. All but. the people that want what, what an extra season of Firefly, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who who's a big get that you thought you had in the bag, but it just didn't work out? Oh, let's see. Well, there's been a couple. We had Jason David Frank before, and then didn't work out with uh, scheduling. Okay. And we're gonna still try to work on that. Hopefully for maybe for the 10 year anniversary. Uh, right. But yeah, he was he's by the biggest guest. It just didn't pan out. Um, has any of this, because if anybody follows you on, on Facebook, they see you're always out promoting this. And uh, yeah. people might be surprised to know that you you work at Chrysler in Dearborn? Oh, no. Fords. Come on, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fords. I'm not the car. Ford, man. I apologize. But in Dearborn, <laughs> in Dearborn right? Yeah, yeah, in Dearborn. Um, so you have a regular, what, like 40-something an hour a week job? Yeah, yeah, 50 hour a week. And how much does this take up? Because... I, I, I see all your stuff. This is a year-round effort to make sure this gets promoted and put together correctly. Well, if you ask me, probably not enough time. And if you ask my wife, too much time. Right, right. <laughs> so how much time during a week do you do you spend on it? Uh, probably maybe a couple hours a day, depending on where I am or what I have to do. If I have to go promote somewhere, like we'll probably, I'll probably be going to Detroit here pretty soon, next couple of weeks, to flyer the town and poster. That would take a few hours. And I'm always on, well, like right now I'm dealing with Dealing with flights and dealing with all the logistics of it. So. Right, because it's just you. You're a one-man show for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, one-man band. If you like it, it's thank you. You know, you're welcome. If you don't like it, uh, well, I guess sorry. <laughs> um, is there any is there any time you said to yourself, why the hell am I doing this? It's such a big headache because I don't think you can afford Like, you could pray, probably pay the kids to help out, right? But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could pay anybody to help out. But we have we have a lot of great volunteers, though. I mean, Good. like, I couldn't I couldn't have did the fair this year without, I mean, we went, me and Dawn did, I think, three days. And we had people there every day. We had people going to Astronomicon. I had people going to Great Lakes. And, yeah, I, I couldn't do it all. I'm so, I'm so happy that we have good volunteers that want to help. And they love the show. You know, they love pop culture. So, yeah. Well, I'm always willing, I should have told you this a long time ago, but I'm always willing to help you out here if there's a spot uh, or you hear about something or if I hear about something and I'm like, you should be here, um, just set me up with some flyers. I'm happy to help out. Like, I texted you about that toy show. Right? Yeah. Like, yep. That thing was incredible. Like, I was not expecting that. You could tell people were psyched to be out buying stuff again. People were happy to have a show. Yeah, I'm not sure who that runs that show, but I, I think he runs like the Grand Rapids Toy Show and some other big toy shows, and I've heard they're always really, really good shows. Yeah, I was I was stunned, and they had like they had a variety of things, and they had a lot within that variety. Like if you were looking for something, it wasn't just one table. Um, there were multiple tables of people selling whatever you might have been interested in. Uh, did you look for anything particular? Did you find your Transformers or I, I did I did I got some transfer somebody had some things that were going to be released in a couple of weeks and you know the deal like do I buy it from this guy for ten dollars more risking I might not be able to get it in stores or I've got to pay more on eBay or what so I, I made some purchases I was very happy with my day that's the way things are going right now I mean you're going to have to buy it from these vendors because you're not going to find them in the stores the same thing with sports cards and Pokemon cards and everything else, toys are the same way. They, they get to the stores and they're gone. There was and a, then they're on eBay. After I went to uh, after I went to the gym on Friday, I popped over to Target. You know where Spring Meadows is? Off yeah. Of, off of, so I live over there now. So I can always go run by Target or Walmart. 
and I leave the gym, and I'm like, what did I want to go check? I wanted to look for something, um, and I got two things I'd really been looking for. One I had pre-ordered, um, a Thanos Tony Stark Endgame two-pack, and it's one of the things that I wanted, but they had two, so I bought two. <laughs> so I can sell one because it seemed to be you know, already pre-selling for a lot, and then there was a Transformers right. one I didn't want, but was already selling for like well over 100 bucks. Um, so I bought two of those. But the point here is, to your point, I went back the next day, and there were still a couple of items left, and they were gone. Oh, so, yeah. Like me, there are other people out there hunting. Oh, there's a lot of hunters out there. I mean, you go to the stores enough, you'll, you'll get to know them <laughs> because they'll, they'll be waiting. I, uh, I, put, I don't know about you, but I put GameStop in my rotation. Have you been there? I haven't been in a long time. Just to promote, and I usually drop out flyers, and if I'm there, I'll look. They, uh, I know a couple, well, when people buying physical video games started to dwindle and they, they tried it, they needed to pivot and they have a, they had, they've always had like pops, but now they have like more than half the stores collectibles now. Yeah. That's, that's a, a lot of stores seem like they're doing that. It's a smart way to go. I mean, it's a smart business. Well, I mean, that's how Kyle probably, uh, un- underwrote all his comic book losses. He had tons of pops that people would buy. We sure talk about Kyle a lot on this show. We, we should probably stop that. Kyle, you're banned. Don't even bother <laughs> showing up. Um, we don't, uh, no, Kyle is actually a sponsor of our cosplay contest this year. His, yes. uh, oh, I, f- I forget the name of their, the EXP. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's doing now. I, I mean, thank God he's got the money that he has. I'm like, wait a second, you just opened the store and then you closed it? <laughs> yeah. Um, food trucks, also an important thing. Uh, what do you got? Do you know offhand which food trucks are going to be there? Yeah, Neiman's is, McNeiman's is coming back. Uh, the people really like them. And uh, uh, I think, uh, I can't think of the other one's name. And another one, too. So just a couple or lots? yeah, just a couple this year right now. We're gonna we're gonna look for uh, we have a few people that want to do like elephant ears and stuff like that. So sounds good. Fair um, food. Another uh, another vendor question I have, and another reason why like my collection is getting so big. Where at some point I'm gonna have to be like, dude, I need a table because I gotta sell some of this stuff. Usually it's only a person or two at these things. Are they ever worried about stuff getting stolen? I don't, I've never heard too many people complain about stuff getting stolen, but I mean, it does happen. I, I know, you know, I've seen people complain about other shows where, you know, like a sticker or something's been slid off the counter or, you know, jewelry they make maybe has been taken. But uh, I think for the most part, they're, they're, they, these guys are professionals at, at selling their merchandise and, and they know what they're doing. So, sure. um, have you spoken to my friend Jay up at Fox? I haven't asked him if he's coming down. I'm assuming he is, but actually, Jay there? just Jay just texted me uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, he he said he wants to really be part of the show again this year. So, uh, but he's waiting on was it iHeartRadio to see if they're going to send him to their festival in Vegas is that weekend. It, oh yes, their iHeartRadio Music Festival. And he doesn't know if they're sending him or not. So oh, man. we should find out this week. Um, are you going to be up on his show or? or uh, you probably can't visit anymore, but like do some kind of Zoom thing on his show to do some Detroit promo. Oh yeah, he mentioned uh, getting us on there, so, Good. so closer to the show. Usually the week of, we'll probably be down there doing that. I know he was super excited and I think kind of surprised. Like I was the first show I went to when he came a couple of years ago, and I was like, I told you, Gary's show is legit. <laughs> well, um, I thank you. Appreciate that. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, Spider Man. I mean, I'm looking at my wall right now in the office, and it's all Spider Man. Who's your favorite? What's your favorite costume? My favorite costume? Oh, the retro one. Which? What's the retro one to you? Uh, to me, it's the, the '60s. So, like the, original the one, the one, the one, in the, the one in the original cartoon. Okay, all right. Of uh, the one where the actor just died, right? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, such a such a nice guy. Um, the voice actor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We, we met him at Great Lakes. Uh, Mike Desantis had him up at Great Lakes Comic Con, and he was such a nice guy. What is your most valuable comic or collectible? Either I'll ask that two ways. Your most valuable comic or collectible, like for your personal taste, like you could never sell this, and then also something that you're like. It's got a price, and I'll I'll let somebody buy it off me. Mm, well, I've got like a Stanley's signed first appearance of uh, Black Panther that I really love. That's a great, fantastic four comic, and I have the uh, first appearance of Thanos too, signed by Stanley Comics. So yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I might have a problem. I, I don't sell a lot, of, a lot of my collectibles. I just keep collecting them. How much would that be worth if you if you put it on eBay or something? I think they're both between like four and five grand. Oh my! Because they're both graded like high eights, I think. And then we have the one from a couple years ago, the just a James O'Barr, the Crow comic, and Caliber One presents were his first edition or you know first appearance of the Crow. Those are those are really expensive right now too. I think just raw, they're like two thousand bucks just just for the raw, the Crow first edition comic. So if I see Dawn posting that she's planning a trip to Jamaica, I'll know that you sold those. <laughs> you know that she sold those, and I didn't know about them. <laughs> We're getting rid of your junk. We're throwing it all out. <laughs> right. Um, what else? Um, when you go to shows or whatever, estate sales or however you buy, what are you typically looking for? Are you looking for personal stuff or stuff that you, you might look to, to flip at some point? Well, I look for personal stuff, uh, mostly vintage stuff, and you just end up finding the stuff you can flip. You know, that's what we do a lot of. If it's an old box of toys, I just buy the whole box of old toys. Right. Where do you, help me out, because I'd like to do that thinking that I'll sell some stuff and maybe there's a, like a gem in there that I'll actually like. So where do you find those things? Garage sales are the best. Really? Yeah, I think. I mean, Every you go to flea markets and comic cons and stuff like you know like that. Most of the time, they know what they have, and it's, you're not right. going to get that that great of a deal. You're going to get a good deal, but you're not going to get the kind of deal that you're like, oh, I just made you know 100 percent profit on this. Yeah, because much like we complain that our parents threw away our toys, some <laughs> right. parent is doing that now, and it's our benefit. Yeah, I'm telling you, look for 90s stuff. You know, it's, it doesn't think it's. You know, it's not that long ago, but it is. It's 30 years ago. It's 30? Like, so 90 stuff. Like, what kind of things would you have your eye on? Oh, just the old Spider-Man toys. The, you know, the, the, the Jurassic Park toys. The original Jurassic Park toys were are really good sellers, actually. It's funny you bring that up because I guess it's late 80s, early 90s. And I know you're a little bit older than me, but that's when TMNT really busted out. And oh, yeah. I remember buying the action figures. And do you, do you remember them at all? Like, the, the first yeah. ones? I remember them. I don't have them. My okay. kids had them. <laughs> so, do you remember how the accessories, like you'd have to like twist them off because they were plastic. Yeah. So they started. They've reissued those figures. So you're right. Like everything from the '80s and early '90s is is coming back again. Those those Ghostbusters yeah. figures from the Saturday oh. morning cartoon show. Yeah, those were great. Yeah, they're all out again. And you have you have the original vintage ones that you're finding at garage sales for thirty eight cents. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good good markup on those. Absolutely. Um, all right, so final show details. Uh, date, location, how to get tickets. All right, uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, September 17th and 18th at the FMB Expo Center and located on the fairgrounds in Monroe, Michigan. Tickets are at Our House Games at 1211 uh, South Monroe Street in Monroe, Michigan and online at www.monroepopfest.com backslash tickets. I highly suggest you get your tickets in advance. Okay. 
Um, is there anything that I should have asked you or you wanted me to ask you that you wanted to answer? Uh, I mean, we could talk about the wrestling. Uh, talk about what? Uh, my IWR wrestling that's coming up uh, August 26th. <laughs> this, this is podcast on podcast violence as well because every now and then, you are you still doing the one with, with Rhino? Yeah, we do it on Thursdays. Uh, it's it's hard, It's a hard time of the year for us to get together and actually do them. Well, we had one last week and then we had the... We had Monica, uh, the Felicia from Friday and a couple weeks ago. Uh, she was awesome. But, yeah, we try to do it. We won't have one probably for a couple weeks because we got uh, out of town this week. Next week is uh, our wrestling event. So it's just hard to, it's hard to get together right now. Okay, so uh, Rhino, the former WWE wrestler, he's a, is he a Monroe native? Uh, he's, a, he's a Monroe resident. Monroe he's resident. a Michigan native. Okay, and you guys, what's the name of the podcast again? Terry and Gary's Low Expectations Podcast. <laughs> it's so low that you can't even consistently do it. Right. Don't expect much. Right. <laughs> don't expect us to even be on. Right. <laughs> we might not even be here. There's 30 <laughs> minutes of silence. It's white noise. <laughs> and we've so, tried that before, too. <laughs> so there's that. But you guys, all, you also do wrestling stuff. So talk about that. Yeah, me and Terry actually have a wrestling promotion called Insane Wrestling Revolution. And uh, we're on our sixth event here, August 26th. And we got guys like uh, former WWE superstar Connor facing Rhino in the main event. We have great impact wrestling wrestlers like Trey Miguel and Sam Beal coming down. And it's a, it's a fun family show. I mean, it, it sells out every time we do one. We've been doing Good. it every other month. So. Good. Um, me and Kyle should wrestle. Or no, let me get somebody else to wrestle Kyle. I think you can get Kyle right now. He's hurt. <laughs> Kyle's always hurt. Take take advantage of it. Kyle is always hurt. He showed up at a cookout that I was at a couple of weeks ago with like a full walking boot. Like, <laughs> we were all wondering what happened. He talked about his terrible softball slide like three summers ago. I'm like, you didn't get that fixed yet? <laughs> it's an it's an old old baseball injury. Yeah, yeah. He he is uh, he is the real life Mister Glass. <laughs> Well, awesome. Uh, I forgot about the wrestling stuff, and I literally don't know how you find all the time in a day and a week to do all this <laughs> stuff. Are you like a three-hour-a-night sleeper? Uh, I hope so. No, <laughs> how much no do you I sleep. sleep. I sleep. I, I go to bed at 10 o'clock and get up at 5 every day. Seven hours is good. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the time. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. If, thank um, you. Looking forward to seeing it too, Jay. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been too for all of us. Um, yeah. Are you going to be down here anytime soon? Whenever you want me. Well, I don't want you at all. But <laughs> I, I, I was going to say if you're going to be down well, here at all, grab some flyers off of you. Oh, definitely will. Definitely will. Um, are you doing any of? Because uh, you you did Toledo media as well, like the TV shows. Yeah, the the morning show has us on usually. Uh, all the time. I haven't talked to Wendy this year, so I don't know if she's still doing it or not. But yes. I'm gonna try to try to get on there. Yeah, she is, and because I I tried to connect somebody uh, with her today, so she still is a producer for TOL. And okay, let me know if there's anybody else at like the City Paper or the Blade or whoever, and I'll get you hooked up with them. Awesome, man. Hey, look for my uh, billboards over by the Franklin Park Mall and uh, and U University of Toledo. Yeah, there's a uh, the digital ones. Look at you. What's so, a billboard man. cost these days? <laughs> Too much. Re does it really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that spot is probably the, the, the gold, the gold standard of billboards in the area. Well, the digital ones are a lot more affordable than the real, you know, banner ones. The banner right. ones are made fourteen, two thousand dollars for a few weeks. Right. Know? Um, but that's a great spot, and I, I'm sure somebody would be like, "Why would you buy something near a mall?" Well, if you know the area, it's high traffic, and people are high pissed, traffic, and people are sitting at those lights. For, forever they get they watch all the billboards there yep yep 
Awesome. Well, good to catch up. You too, um, man. And if you're down and around, we'll come find me, and I'll, I'll get some, take some flyers off your hands. Sounds good, Eric. I appreciate right, it, man. Thank you. Bye. Bye.